Hello. Welcome to the Economic and Market Watch podcast. This is John Suter of CFC. This week we're going to talk about something that I'm sure none of you are listening are in this group. But nonetheless, it's an important sector of our economy, and that is the number of Americans that are in the category of what is called the unbanked. With the aftermath of the Silicon Valley bank failure, issues such as these have come further to light as another potential high-risk area for people that don't need any more risk in their lives. The unbanked is a group that do not have bank accounts or who have accounts but also rely on alternative financial services like payday or auto title lenders and check cashiers, the underbanked. Why is this segment of such a concern, you might ask? It is because these services are less regulated, uninsured, and costlier relative to banks and credit unions. They can be riskier, too, as the recent allegations of allowing fraudulent accounts charged against Block Incorporated, formerly known as Square Incorporated, which offers a digital wallet promoted for the underbanked, as an example. Overall, there are about 6 million Americans that are unbanked and another 19 million that are underbanked, according to the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation's biannual survey. However, there are stark differences among those who are outside the traditional banking system. Roughly one-third of black, Hispanic, and Native American households are unbanked or underbanked, which is three times the rate of white households. Similar disparities exist across education, income, and disability status. You might wonder, what would cause someone to be unbanked? The simple answer is that they just cannot establish a bank account for a variety of reasons. The most common reason in the FDIC survey for being unbanked was, don't have enough money to meet the minimum balance requirements. That's not surprising when many Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Interestingly, though, the extra income from stimulus checks and unemployment insurance and the strong labor market loosened that constraint. There were 1.2 million fewer unbanked households in 2021 than in 2019, and there are 5 million fewer relative to 2011 during the sluggish economic recovery from the Great Recession. An increasingly popular alternative to traditional banking has been fintech firms such as PayPal, Venmo, and Cash App that use online platforms or digital apps to quickly send and receive money. The use of these products has grown substantially in recent years. For example, in 2021, nearly 30% of banked and about 12% of the unbanked had used them to make payments or receive money. The catch is, and it's an important one, money that customers keep with fintech firms is not insured by the FDIC, and the regulatory oversight of such non-banks is notably less than at banks. This is where the trouble lies. Safety and soundness are not guaranteed. The burden is on the consumer to do their own due diligence, and that's where the danger lies. Most will not. As a result, a vulnerable population can sometimes be made more vulnerable. However, the reliance on the Internet for such services means they will not meet the needs of some populations, such as the elderly and those without reliable high-speed connections. The bottom line is this. Discussions now about how to make banks safer for customers should also include how to make them more inclusive. Everyone deserves a peace of mind with their hard-earned money, especially today given all the scammers out there that are trying to get you to part with it. It's bad enough the way it is now. That's it for today. Thank you for listening, and be sure to download the Economic and Market Watch dashboard.